0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dragon's Library. So today we are talking about the Krakow Monsters. Krakow Monsters. And this is a show that on Netflix that caught my attention. It was released in March and I just, you know, happened upon it and like, oh, this would be cool. It doesn't look like many people are talking about this. I can barely find the information about it online, which is either the sign you found a hidden gym or a garbage fire. And ironically, it's not really either it's i wanted to like this okay well, i'm going to get this the way context time let's begin here i wanted to like this mo- this show i really really wanted to like this um a basics so this show we're going to a summary right now is essentially an adaptation of polish mythology sort of an urban fantasy setting um basically a upcoming college student named alex is uh joins a basically has this accident happen to her when she's very young. She's had these weird supernatural events falling her around. She's depressed. She can't sleep due to nightmares, and she just wants to get a good life. She's studying constantly, although it's implied she's doing it to cope with her insomnia because she has nothing else to do in the dead of night. And after a mysterious professor take uh, notices her supernatural, he basically does a sort of Professor Xavier thing and says, "Yes, you're going to be joining my special study group." Um, although it's more of a Dune Patrol situation than X-Men, which I'll get into later, because it's the um, head of the study group or the special group of students is uh, more of morally neutral, which I actually kind of like a lot more than them being a Paragon, because it adds an interesting dynamic of he knows a lot, but he's also a little sketchy. And he's gathered other students that have other supernatural gifts. They were, you know, all families. They're they're either encountered or they've had some encounter with a supernatural force or have some legacy or whatever, and as a result, they have essentially a curse-blessing superpower. Um, Alex has a sort of guardian deity that follows her around. There's another kid that has... Two of them have mind-reading powers where they can read, like, serviceable thoughts. Another uh, experiences the past of anything she touches, so he can basically... He's sort of like the plot detector. It's like, oh my god, my hand's on fire, my hand's on fire. It's a fire demon. It's like, okay, well, fire demons are going... You know, he, he basically gets the plot moving whenever it needs to. He touches something and... Uh, they learn more about it and it pushes them to go deeper into the mystery. You've got other people, you know, everybody has their own gifts. It's alright. I like the gifts being very subtle and single use and then base and not really them, them. They're not really able to fight off the monsters with their powers. They more have to like go through the different rituals and, um, practices That people have long forgotten in order to... You know, it's like research. It's a lot like supernatural, actually. Where they have to like look into the legends behind things and figure out how to best deal with these things that their ancestors once had to deal with. And the big rub for this one is that it's based on Polish mythology. Which is an offshoot of the general Slavic mythology of Eastern Europe. Uh, They tend to get grouped together. I... Slavic mythology is the form mythology I have the least amount of information about. Like when it comes to Chinese mythology, Chinese Chinese mythology, um, I know a bit more about Korean with the Unagi. I know about Japanese mythology. I know I love Egyptian, Greek, and um, Norse because you know the big three. I've studied a bit of Irish and general Celtic folklore, even some Wales folklore. I know general myths and legends from all across Europe, even decent ones across North America, even some things from the Aboriginal people of Australia like the rainbow serpent, but I am not, however, a fan. I well, not really a not a fan. It's just there isn't a lot of information about Slavic folklore. Like there's not a lot for me to dig into. I went to actually try and research some of the gods that they um mentioned in the show, including one who's, like, a major character, who's the god that's always following, the, you know, guardian deity that's following Alex around, and I could find nothing. Like, the only sites that popped up for me were, like, in another in non-English-speaking language, and I can't read them. Um, I didn't want to spend the time going to Google Translate things only to figure out it was, you know, not really there. So I have no way of confirming how accurate this is based on Slavic Mythology. To understand just how little about Slavic mythology I know, the only god I know of from Slavic mythology um, in any detail is Chernabog, because he was an American god, he was the demon, he was like the devil-like figure atop the mountain in Fantasia, um, and I know a bit about Veles... Because he was a god that was mentioned in something I've read before, like, offhandedly. It's a world where, like, you know, monsters and gods and demons are all real kind of stuff. And there was this offhanded mention of Veles as a, I think it was either a water or a volcano god. I know I'm confusing two very different things there. But, that should, again, that just tells you how little I know about this. I know one god in detail in the name of another god. That was it. And I thought, hey, this will be a good thing to learn about solid folklore. So I watched it. And I still know shit about Slavic folklore because they don't explain this stuff. And I wanted to like this. I really did. It has a really good first episode. Um, Good cold open. You get introduced to the characters. You get this very interesting setup where the group tries to test Alex. I like that. I like the morally great professor. but it's like, she's always like, what the hell is she doing? It's like, you just have to trust him. And it's like, yeah, but he's sketchy, right? And it's like, yeah, he's a little sketchy, but he's also the only person who knows anything about this stuff. So, you know, and... All of it, it was a great setup. And after the first three episodes, I was hooked. First three episodes, they hooked me immediately. I was on board for some interesting, out-there folklore. We got to learn about the system of gods. Fire gods are good. Water gods are bad. The other gods are neutral. And it's just, it, it was it was interesting. Possessed little boy, all right, let's go on board. And then it just kind of stalled for me. Like, there was stuff happening, but the characters just stopped making sense. Like, their actions just became a fever dream. Like, it literally felt like the whole episode was taking place in a dream. And no, it's not the twist at the end. It's just bad. Like, they just wander about without any purpose. None of the other students really do that much, aside from occasionally force the plot to move in a direction. But they don't really connect. You know, it's just there. There was no attachment. I lost that attachment. That hook that got me attached to these characters just didn't pull me. Like, it hooked into my flesh, and then... You know, it didn't move, so it didn't yank me in a direction, so I was just like, okay, I'll take this out, I guess. guess I'm not going on to land. That's a horrible analogy, but the point is, they didn't follow through. They got my attention, and they didn't do anything with it. And it's not to say nothing happens, it's just the characters don't really seem to react that well to nothing, anything happening. It's really weird. And maybe it's just that it's a poll to show and they have different standards over there. Like, maybe there are different... Uh, pacing tools and methods they I haven't watched a lot of Polish TV. This is actually a Polish show. It was made in Poland, and it's by, you know, native actors, and it all looks very authentic. I think somebody put, I, this really does feel like a passion project for people. Like, the director and the other people in it put some actual work into it. Uh, Barbara Le- Liberec, she's the person who plays Alex Wallace, is really good in this show. I think she does a great job with Alex as a character, and she's a very difficult character to think. I just feel like the plot doesn't give her enough to do personally. They spend a lot of time just sitting around standing there or having these weird vision trips. And it's like, and I feel kind of bad judging the show this way because there are a lot of different te- on technical level. It's actually really interesting. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a very low-budget show, and, and to a certain extent that works. They have a very limited use of CGI, a lot of uh, practical effect costumes. They do seem to love uh, putting gods in, like, glittery dresses. Like, the main god that's following Alex around is in, like, this sparkling neon bodysuit that's literally glowing from every piece of glitter. And then when you go to the underworld, you see either a psychopomp or an underworld god. I was a little unclear on that. Uh, either somebody who guides, uh, oh, psychopomp, for those of you who don't know, is a deity or mythical figure who guides souls to the underworld. For example, uh, Hades was the Greek god of the underworld, but both Hermes, uh, the god Hermes and the, uh, mythological creature or being known as Charon, not to be confused with Chiron, uh, was in charge of guiding souls, respectively to the underworld and across the river Styx. They're basically different terms for figures who interact with the underworld in different ways. And I was a little un- un- unclear if he was a psychopomp or a lord of the dead or both, because you can technically be both. I think uh, Thanatos would also count as a technically both. He's a underworld god and a, sonic girl, a psychopomp. Um, sorry. I-, I had to get Greek mythology in there somewhere. If I don't talk about Greek mythology every time I talk about mythology, I- my head explodes apparently, but I need to use uh, analogies. Most people understand and Greek mythology is the best translation base for different mythological figures. I didn't actually know, I don't remember what that god's name was, and every time I've tried to remember it properly, I can't. I also can't find his actor listed in the name of people, so we're just kind of winging it. Anyway. All in all, I think this is a passion project. The script is a bit of a mess near the middle and end. The beginning was very good at getting me hooked. Like I've said five times now, they just didn't keep it. Technical level, this is a low budget show, bad, you know, bad to non-existent special effects. Like there's one CGI gargoyle thing, and most of the rest is practical effects, which I actually liked. Uh they have this whole big scene where there's this like evil Santa Claus figure causing madness and chaos. He leaves one kid alone because he gives him a gift. But um eventually at the order of the big bad guys possessing the kid he goes off and causes a bunch of chaos. Uh and there's this whole big scene where the whole town is like people are just dropping over, vomiting and losing their minds and the hospital's overwhelmed. Uh and it's all really cool. I actually like those scenes. I just feel like the plot, again, was not just spinning its wheels a lot of the time. Um, I would like to see more of this. Well, no, I, I don't really want to see more of this. I think the show is just, like, even if you had a really good season two, slogging through this, people aren't going to slog through this first season. I'm sorry. Uh, you lost all attachment to the characters over time. It was a neat premise. I like the idea of, like, a special school group of, Kids touched by special, uh, supernatural powers having an urban fantasy mystery involving a dead mother and warring gods in, uh, in, with a twist that it's focused on Slavic folklore, which you don't actually see a lot of. And it was made in Poland. So, you know, the people who are making this definitely have a love for this type, of these stories. And it shines too. They really do seem to like this stuff. And you can tell. But all the passion, all that, you know, those three episode hooks, it does not. Erase the fact that in the end of the day, when this show was done, I was like, oh, thank goodness, it's finally over. And I was bored out of my mind re- watching this. I could I had to force myself through the last two episodes, which is a shame because that's the climax. I should be really attached. I just, I wasn't. If you're looking for an interesting show, maybe it didn't grab me. Maybe it'll grab you. Um I would try it out. Like, there are worse things to try. Do not feel encouraged to slog through the ending if you're just like, I don't want to watch this. Don't worry. You're not alone there. I will probably give... I'm going to give this a uh, 6 out of 10. 5.5. Uh, 5. Look, the CGI isn't that great. The character is just kind of a mess. Like, this is, on a technical level, it's there, but it's really bad. I'm going to give it a 5. 5 out of 10 for this. Good try, guys. I want to see more from you. Fix your problems. Get a better writer in there. Focus more on the weird mythology... Maybe make your gods look like gods instead of like uh, pop stars. I'd, I'd like to see more. I would like to see more from this team, not more from this show. So moving on from there, uh, that's the end of my review. Like I said, five out of ten. If you're interested in folklore, it's worth a watch to see if it'll it'll catch your attention like it did mine. And it's definitely something you should probably have like see a few scenes from. Yeah, never know. Different people like different things. So, moving on to the spoiler section. We, I don't really have much to talk about here. There's not a whole lot of spoilers, um, aside from the big one, so I'll go ahead and go over that. So, basically, there's this whole thing where they have, like, the the second-in-command of the students. You know, he's the leader when the teacher's not around, the professor's not around. And all of them are starting to be, like, doctors and psychologists, so they're all over the hospital when it, you know, goes off in that one episode, uh, those two episodes. And... Uh He has this very close relationship with the teacher, where the teacher's asking him to do a bunch of morally uh gray things, because you have to fight, you know, sometimes fighting monsters can be a bit touch and go, especially when they're, you know, possessing corpses, especially the corpses of children. Things get very messed up. Uh, And I will give this show this. It is very good at that creepy factor occasionally. Like that child with the malformed face talking about how Alex's mother sent it. That was very effective, and her whole breakdown of... You just snapped a child's head. It wasn't a child anymore. I know it wasn't a child. It was her child. It was, it was like, yeah, that's really messed up. She hasn't been around this stuff this long. She ha- clearly hasn't been exposed to pop culture in the way a lot of other people have. She was out in the uh, rural area of her country for a lot. She came to the big city to get a good start, to go get a good education. She clearly hasn't been exposed to a lot of the pop culture stuff. So when she sees a zombie kid, it's like, no, 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 this is actually really messed up for me. I haven't seen this trope on TV a thousand times. So like, yeah, I actually got that feeling from her. Um I also like how the student is always constantly arguing with the professor. The professor is like, we had a bargain. We uh, have, a, have a note. It's like, yeah, you know, we put aside everything else. We focus on protecting people and doing what we need to do to keep the, this city safe. It's like, okay. And then the kid finds out that he's been shirked. Uh, half the time when he's been disappearing, it hasn't been to go research things like he keeps telling him. He's been lying to him and keeping uh, – he apparently has a wife and a kid – and the, from what I gathered, he, uh, has been interfering in the kid's life to say, no, no, no you can't have attachments. Attachments are going to destroy you. And so if somebody's telling him, you have to focus on the mission, no attachments. And suddenly all he can think of, the professor can think about in the later half of the series is my, is my dying kid. Uh, yeah, it becomes a little messed up. And the kid's like, what the fuck? You told me I couldn't even have a girlfriend. Uh, you know, cause I had to go look after your kid. Could, 'Cause, you know, we had to focus on our job, and you're I find out you've been ditching us half the time, not to do research like you said, you already knew what the problem was, you just weren't here for it, and he's been absent regularly to go to deal with this kid while the house is falling apart because they keep getting attacked by monsters, uh, who are after Alex for complicated reasons. And it turns out, yeah, he's been ditching him for personal reasons. The same thing you've been getting over all over him his the entire time for years. <clears throat> and I think that's a really interesting dynamic. I like it when it's the other way around, where it's not the kid who's you know, responsibility; the adult who is, and he finds out you've been bullshitting me the whole time. Um, although, in a sense, he wasn't wrong because those attachments end up being hit the teacher's undoing. See, the dark god ends up saying, "Hey, if you perform some horrible, do some horrible things for me, I will heal your son." Uh, one of the the first things he's asked to do is literally sacrifice an infant. So he steals an infant from the hospital and murders it and arranges its bones in a special, in a special ritual for the god. Like, he goes, he says, I will sell my soul to the devil for my son. I swear. And he's been dealing with these powers for a long time. He knows he's fucked. Uh, but he's hoping the entity will keep its bargain. Um. But yeah, I actually really like that how he's a bit more interesting. That's why I'm reminded of Doom Patrol, like because uh, I haven't read a lot of comics. Uh, do the Teen Titans show though? I did do a little wiki research a long time ago, and I learned that the Doom Patrol that shows up as Beast Boy's old backstory in the Teen Titans show, uh, their original leader was this like guy in a wheelchair, like Charles Xavier style, who found them all and gave them a home and taught them to control their gifts. But it's later really revealed in like a sort of retconny way that he was responsible for all of their accidents that ruined their lives in the first place. And so I like that sort like it's like it's sort of like this morally unhinged mentor. Like he did good things for them but he also kind of fucked them over in a lot of ways. Um and he's not responsible for their their misfortune. The gods are, but he is a extremely morally gray mentor, which we don't usually get a lot. We usually get the secretly the evil mentor, or the uh pure good mentor. We usually don't have a mentor who's conflicted, because the whole job of a mentor is just to guide someone else down the c- character realm. So I like when he actually had an arc of his own to go on. Uh, aside from that, Alex, like I said, is a fun character. She feels, like, genuinely tormented by her uh, mother's death, like... You know how They always have that one person who's constantly having nightmares and flashbacks, so they can act normally in public. No, 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 Alex is Alex acts like a weirdo in public. Uh, people understands like something's wrong with that girl. It's like yeah, her mother tried to drown, uh, drove their car into a lake, uh, killing herself in the process, and Alex thought she was trying to bring her down with her. And then a bus, a, a bus also fell into the water, and she was the only survivor. So yeah, she's messed up. She saw a bunch of her classmates murdered and her mother tried to, you know, suicide murder her. So yeah, she's not in the best mental state and she's constantly waking up at night. No, she doesn't just go back to sleep or have a tired eyes in the morning. No, she stays up all night obsessively studying because the only thing she can do to keep her mind off and she does all these, you know, she's constantly drinking, going to bars and trying to distract herself, uh, you know, smoking some weed, just anything she can do to keep her mind off the nightmares that plague her constantly. She actually feels like someone who's tormented. Because I feel like TV too often has like the TV tormented character where it's like all they need is a hug and a kind word and suddenly they're back to normal and all the nightmares are gone. and Or they there's a symbolic battle in the mind they just put it aside. No, no, Alex feels like someone who's always going to have problems probably for the rest of her life. And I can get behind that. Um, <clears throat> I did like... The initial setup where they explain, like, a long time ago, there was, like, three gods, the water, the fire, and the neutral ones who stored balance. And they're used, to, the fire and the water gods used to be fighting all the time until the neutral gods told them, hey, let's chill out, let's let the humans have this world. And so now they only act through intermediaries and elder, and, uh, outer gods are not, like, the big gods aren't supposed to come in. They can send, like, their minions, like, monsters and stuff like that. Like, there's a fire gargoyle trying to hunt down this kid, uh, because it's, he's gonna be possessed by an outer god, but they're not supposed to manifest on earth anymore. But one of them decides to break that rule. He uh, is starting to manifest in a young child who has an abusive father. And the child uh, kills his father and then almost kills himself. And the deity starts to possess him. So a fire gargoyle goes to kill him. But Alex doesn't realize what's going on. She's just been trying to help out the kid who's well, like a troubled kid. She sees it at this gas station. She freaks a lot. And occasionally she'll pay for the stuff or give him like a hot dog. It's like, I-, I can't do much, but this is what I can do for now. I've got my own shit to work through. But here, I I know what it's like to have a shitty, shitty parents. Um, And I like that. I like that she's, you know, there's this streak of kindness to her beneath all the angst. Uh, Anyway, so she sees the kid being attacked by a fire gargoyle, doesn't realize he's already half possessed at this point, and tries to fight it. She ends up defeating the gargoyle, but the kid dies. Uh, What really happened, his spirit passes away and the entity fully takes over. And so it's an Outer Water God that's now being served by this other guy, who we don't really get clear details on. He's just this random, like, background character almost. I, I I genuinely don't even remember if they said his name. It's weird. Um, I feel like there was, like, an entire backstory missing for him. But he's basically the human servant for the guy. He's like, my master, I've waited so many years for you to come. I'm sorry the body was so damaged. It's like, more. We must deal with the woman. She must not be allowed to interfere. You know, the Dark Lord stuff going on here. And his whole dear is he wants to, you know, cleanse humanity, blah blah, blah blah The usual a dark god has risen from the old mythology and now they seek to wipe humanity clean as they tried to so long ago deal. And honestly, he does a pretty good job of causing chaos in the city. I'm really surprised nobody's fi- piece two and two together. There's a bunch of supernatural shit going on. Uh also the professor has a lot of money to keep paying off gravekeeper uh, gravekeepers just to let them bury bodies in uh, unmarked graves. Seriously, hmm. The other house dorm people are fun, but we only get really fleshed out in, like, three or four of, like, the seven or eight of them, so, eh, they could be better. All in all, like I've said, this is an interesting show. It just has a lot of individual problems. Like, every time I talk about something good, I'm talking about, like, oh, yeah, I like those four characters, but the other four didn't really get fleshed out. Oh, I like the Slavic gods, and it really seems like you bring chaos, but we don't really follow through on a lot of that stuff, and the mythology gets really twisted. And the big thing is, as an urban fantasy show, they don't establish the rules. Like, they establish, okay, so you can you can read minds only the surface level. You can see the future uh, for people, but it's only, like, you know, distorted. It's the usual, the the prophet can't really see things clearly, and they end up happening regardless of them, you know, trying to prevent them. Uh, you can touch things and feel their past, but you actually feel in physical effects with so it. Like, okay, fine. So what are the rules for the monsters? It's like, eh, whatever. It just It works. It's like, oh, this is how we stop them. It's like, okay, but we haven't really gotten any clues to that. Like, it, it just feels random and unclear. Like, they don't explain things clearly enough. And maybe that might be the English. I did not watch this subtitle. I watched it with English subtitles and English voice actors, which had the whole lip-syncing problem. But... I just could not for the life of me figure out what was going on in the later half. It just felt so confused. I mean, it was me. Maybe it was me. Um, Not really much else to say about this. It's like, it's interesting on a personal level. There's not a lot of spoilery stuff to talk about. Like I said, the professor guy gets, you know, betrays them. They have to kill him. And then the nine of them, there's something special about the number nine. And the nine of us must seal them away. Uh, the new god away so they steal the god and yada 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 maybe we'll get a season two it's alright it's fine whatever but um yeah so I will see you guys next time next time we will be reviewing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Marvel oh also that everything everywhere all the time movie I'm going to be reviewing that in a few weeks I've already seen it it's probably my movie of the year so look forward to both of those see you guys next time Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.